How did you choose the price for the services that you offer? Was it well thought out or did you just do what everyone else was doing? Well, in this episode, I'm going to have you rethink all that so you can choose the pricing that's right for you and your business. It's time to become the overdog. All you dog businesses, get ready to level up. This is the Overdog Podcast. Welcome back, my friends. How are you today? If this is your first time here listening to the show, welcome. We're happy to have you here. Uh, I am Fernando Camacho, a.k.a. Fern, and I run Overdog Digital, which is a digital marketing company that helps dog daycare businesses, specifically in boarding facilities, get more leads, convert them into customers, take better care of them, and increase the customer experience, and just improve everything that you can do using digital marketing tools. All right, so my job is to, to help you with all the marketing side of things. And I love to do it, and it's great to work with such amazing uh, people and they're doing really good things, which is great businesses. And I'm such a fan of the entrepreneurial spirit. Like there's nothing better than creating something that's all your own, that you control. Uh, it's, just, it's just awesome. And that's why I do what I do. I pick dogs. You know, I could have been a digital marketer for anything, but I'm a dog guy. You know, I used to be, a, I am still a dog trainer and dogs are close to my heart and I love dog businesses. So that's what I do. We are here in this podcast, which is one of the other things I love to do is just talk to you on the show. And I want to thank you guys for listening and for giving me all the feedback. You guys have been sending me messages and stuff saying that you're enjoying the show, that you're getting something out of it, that it's helping you guys. And that really makes me feel good. If you're feeling a little generous and want to uh, give back a little bit, I would love if you just went and left a review on any of the podcast (laughs) platforms that you're listening Uh, so that um, more people can find the show. Um, All right, I do appreciate it. All right, let's talk about the topic at hand today, which is what do you charge people for your services? All right, and that's what I want to just talk a little bit about because I think it's important that this is not a random number that you pick out of the sky. All right, your pricing is important and it says a lot about your business and your pricing also has ripple effects that are long-lasting, all right? So we want to make sure we're making a smart choice, and I find most people are doing it uh, the wrong way, or it's very arbitrary. So let's be smart about it, and let's pick the right the right pricing for your business. Um, so what do you think the pricing says about your business? Um, and it does say something. Your pricing is going to tell people the initial, one of the initial first res- um, kind of feelings they get about your business, okay, depending upon where you price it. So we want to, that's why we want to be very pro, I would say I'm not proactive, you want to be very intentional about your pricing because this is going to help or hurt the public perception of you. And you want to make sure it's aligned, your pricing is aligned with the kind of business that you want and the kind of customers you want to attract, all right? And that's very important because your pricing will attract and repel different segments of the market and you want to make sure you're attracting the right the right people and not the uh the the customers that you don't really 
like to serve, okay? So if you think about the pricing, there's a lot of things you can do. You could charge a lot of money. You could charge not much at all. You know, it, it, there's a lot range. And how do you pick on a number, right? So you want to think about the one, the one thing you want to remember is that uh, people are making assumptions based on your price, okay? And so what, what most people do is they say, okay, we're coming in. We got a new daycare. We got this new business opening up. Let's see what everyone else is doing. All right. So you go in and you see what everyone else is charging. You say, okay, these people are charging this. These people are charging that. Okay. Well, I want to do good. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just undercut them. You'll, you'll see gas stations doing this all the time where, you know, they'll be right across the street and one will be like a, a tenth of a cent cheaper or something. They're always going just undercut each other. All right, so you're going to look at the, you know, you do your competitive analysis, you see what everyone's charging, you're like, okay, I want people to pick me over them, so I'm just going to lower my price just a little bit so that when they're comparing, they'll see that I'm cheaper, okay? That's what most people do, which is the wrong approach. You don't want to be the cheaper option, all right? People cannot be coming to you based on the fact that you're just cheaper, okay? I always say you don't want to be the Kmart of dog daycares, the cheapest option. The reason why that's very dangerous is number one, your perceived value is less because you're less expensive. I assume you're, there's a reason for it because you don't have as much value as these other ones. Um, or it's also you're going to get the people that are looking for the cheapest ones. And those are bad customers. People that are looking for a deal, people that are looking for the lowest price option are the ones that are going to complain the most. You know, these tire kickers, they're going to ask a lot of questions. They're going to tie you up with nonsense. It's not the people that you want, all right? You know, I was like, uh, I'm in New Jersey and I remember I was I was doing a conference over in uh, Burbank um, a couple years ago and I was speaking there and I went for a walk and I was going to talk on this topic as one of the things I was in one of my presentations I was going to be talking about. And what I usually say is I say, you don't want to be the dollar store, okay? So around here in New Jersey and other places, they have these dollar stores where it's like everything for a dollar, okay? What do you? What is your impression when I say that of the store? Do you think high quality merchandise? Do you think great customer service? Do you think attentive staff? Or do you think cheap stuff and the bare bot, the bare bin minimum, basically. That's pretty much what you think, right? So, but what people do when they have these dollar stores, that's what they're trying to do. We're saying, okay, we're going to get all the people who don't want to spend a lot of money, so it's going to be it's only a dollar. And as I went for a walk in the morning before my presentation, I saw a store and I looked at their, and the store was 99 cent store. So here comes somebody in and decides, okay, there's a lot of dollar stores, so we're going to be the 99 cent store. They're going to undercut it, all right? And that's their that's their marketing plan. The problem with that is what happens if someone comes over with the 98-cent store? What are you going to do? Keep lowering your prices so you're the lowest price? No, you don't want to do that. And you don't want to be the lower end of the spectrum. That's when you're going to get the worst customers. You're going to get people who are just a pain in the butt. I'm telling you, you're not going to enjoy it. So let's not do that. Let's not be the bottom of the barrel. All right. So how are we going to price it? So what you want to do is you want to price things above the market, you know, the market average. All right. You don't want to be average. Do you want an average business? No. And you might've heard me say this before. Like the worst thing you could call me is average. Like that's horrible. I don't want mediocrity. I did not go out in life to make something average. 
I want an awesome business, an exceptional business, dealing with exceptional people. So to do that, it's a premium, all right? So I think you need to look at it and you got to go high, all right? So I know that may scare a lot of people, but keep listening. I'm going to provide some examples of why this is important. All right, so let's talk about the psychology of it a little bit, the psychology of pricing, all right? So there was a study done, I think it was like in Cambridge a few years ago, um, like maybe like 2008 or something, where they did this study with wine. And what they did was they they got a whole bunch of people together and they were going to have them taste test three bottles of wine, all right? And they put the, the wine bottles out and in front of each wine, they showed the price of the wine. So one was a low-priced wine, one was a medium-priced wine, and one was a very high-priced wine. So they did this taste test and they pulled everybody and... You know, you would assume that, you know, the high-priced wine is a higher quality of wine, you know, because it costs more. So what they did, they asked everyone which one they thought tastes better. And the overwhelming majority said that the, the more expensive wine tasted better for a variety of reasons. And what's funny is that every single bottle of wine was the same. There was no difference between any of those bottles of wine. But because we told them it was more expensive... They perceived it as being better, even though it tastes exactly the same. That's the psychology of pricing. People assume a lower-priced service or product is inferior to a higher-priced. All right, so that's just charging a little bit more gives you the perceived higher value than all of your competitors. Because you're charging more money, I mean, obviously, there must be a reason, all right? So, psychologically, people think that the higher price is going to be better. So, that's automatically, you're getting you're getting perceived as having a higher quality of service by doing nothing, by offering the same services, just by having a little bit higher price. That's pretty cool. Another example I like to use is uh, Lexus. I don't know if you're familiar with Lexus cars and stuff. So, Lexus... I don't know if you know this, is owned by Toyota, all right? And what Toyota does is they make, they, the same car comes off the lot and they make one a Toyota and one a Lexus, all right? And the difference, there's no difference in the guts of the car. The engine, all of the, the mechanical stuff is all the same. The only thing that's different is they dress up the Lexus a little bit nicer. So they put like leather seats in it and they give some bells and whistles, but for the most part, it's the same car. And they're charging thousands of dollars more for the Lexus, but it's really the same car. But people will pay it because we said it was more expensive. Got to be a reason that a Lexus, is a Lexus more dependable than a Toyota? No, it's the same damn engine. It's the same car, all right? So because Lexus said, Toyota actually, said Lexuses are more expensive, everyone assumes that they're better. All right, and they pay it because they want the better option. So again, it's all in the the psychology of it. So we want to make sure that you are on the the good end. So let me talk about uh, the equation, the value equation. All right, and this will uh, kind of help you figure out how not only to price more, but to also provide a great service for that cost. Because here's the thing: no matter People will pay whatever you want if the value is there, all right? You can't just have, like I say, all this is assuming you've got a good service. You're doing a good job, all right? If you're not doing a good job, 
then we have to work on that. All right, you can't charge more if you're not doing a good job. All right, those wine, that wine I told you about, that you know, that study, the wine tasted pretty good. You know, it's not like it was a bad wine. All right, it was a good wine, but it just wasn't expensive. <laughs> so we want to make sure you're doing a good job. So, but we want to try to make. So what people will do is when in any transaction, people will pay they when they're making a transaction so they're giving you their money all right they will do it if they think they are getting a value equal or above the money that they're giving you all right it's pretty logical right they want to make sure they're getting a good deal you know everyone wants to know every like ideally they want more value than what they're paying for and if you can do that and prove it to them they will happily pay you money all right as long as they're getting more perceived value than what they're paying out. So the value equation is you have two sides of it, all right? To create more value, because if you create more value, you can charge more money. To create more value, you have to, so one thing we can do is, so people have, the they're coming to you for a reason, all right? They have an outcome they're looking for. So this dream outcome, we just have to help them achieve it, all right? So if you can achieve their outcome, solve their problem, they'll pay you for it. So we can, number one, solve the problem better, all right? So how do we provide a better service to them so that they're like, wow, this is this is great. Um, and they also need to understand the perceive like why that's happening. So in something like daycare specifically, like people have no idea what's happening in daycare. All right. So when people drop off their dog, okay, they have an outcome. They want their dog to have fun. They want their dog to have exercise. But even if that's happening, if they don't know it's happening. The perceived value isn't there. This is where I see a lot of daycares making a mistake. All right. So if someone comes to, says, I, I go to, you know, I, I'm a client of daycares, right? And often I come in to pick up my dog and they, I don't know what he's been doing all day. And I'm wondering, and they say, yeah, he had fun. And they hand me the dog and I walk out. Okay. I have no idea if I got my money's worth. Okay. Something like daycare where the customer cannot see what is happening they don't know if they're if they're getting ripped off. Did the dog just sit in the corner all day? And I got news for you. They're assuming that they are a lot of times. So we have to make sure that they have a good perception of the value. So you have to equate, you have to communicate that. So they should, I tell, I tell everyone to tell your staff when someone's picking up a dog, you got to give one random fact about the dog, what they did today. You don't have to go crazy. They just need to know something, all right? So you can't just say, he played all day. He had fun. No, you got to say, hey, um, here's your dog. He had a lot of fun today. Uh, him and uh, Roscoe, the other little Wheaton Terrier there, um, they, they, were, they were wrestling the whole time. It was so fun to watch. Boom, that's it. Not a lot, just one random detail to let them know, yes, okay, this is worth it. I, he's actually doing fun stuff there, all right? He's not just sitting in the corner you know, kind of bored out of his mind, which he could be doing at home, All right? They have to, they have to know the values there. So you have to communicate that. And I find most businesses are bad in communication and communicating with the customers. You cannot assume that they're happy because they have a lot of unanswered questions because they cannot see what's happening all day. All right. Someone goes on vacation, their dog's boarded there all day. If it was my business, I would send them a picture every day of their dog. I would be texting them saying, hey, here's your dog in daycare. Hey, here's your dog. Tucked him in for the night. Here it is. Because that is going to show the value of what 
They're going to understand why they're paying you the money. Okay, they can see it with their own eyes. All right? So we want to make sure if you can communicate the value to them, they will pay the price, whatever it is, because they can see the results. All right? They need to see the results. They have this outcome they want. If you cannot prove that you're doing it, they are going to think that, I don't know if this is worth the money really. All right? So you really need to up your communication and make sure that they know the value that you are providing them. All right. Now, the other thing we can do in the value equation here, um, people will pay money if we can decrease the time to success um, and they will pay more for convenience. So if we decrease their, the effort that they have to do and the sacrifices that they have to make, they will pay more for that. Okay, And if you look at businesses, some huge businesses have been created just on this model of convenience and making uh, things happening quickly. Uh, example, Netflix. All right. Instead of going to the video store, all I have to do is stream immediately. All right. They've taken all of the legwork out of it. They've made it so convenient for me to do that. Why? That's why Blockbuster went out of business. All right. Nobody wants to go to the video store when I could just immediately have it without leaving the house. All right. Amazon. Okay. Why did they do prime shipping? And uh, I've read, uh, you know, a book on Amazon and uh, they lost thousands, I think hundreds of thousands of dollars on prime shipping in the beginning. Okay. But they knew people would pay for convenience. So after a year or two, it started to swing the other way. People bought more. They bought more frequently because of the convenience. They were happy to pay the money for prime shipping, which is only a hundred bucks a year, I think. They were happy to pay that and they bought more because it was so convenient. And now that is the reason why Amazon is growing even more, all right? Because we can make it easy. So what can you do? So we want to up the either up the value you can provide, making sure we're justifying that value so they understand what you know what's happening and why they're the benefits that they're getting. And then we want to make it easy for them to do business with you. So some simple ways you can do that, and you're, you know, this is by no means a, an exhaustive list here, but um, you could, it's simple would be like, okay, we're going to drop off and pick up. People don't have time to come, drop off and pick up. I think curbside drop off and pick up, people did it in COVID. I would not get do away with that, okay? That is such a great service, okay? You, you, it's so quick. I just come in, I don't have to get out of the car. Boom, you take it, like it's like a it's like a drive-thru. Okay? What do you think is more popular in a fast food place? The drive-thru or the walk-in? It's the drive-thru, okay? Because it's convenient. Alright? Drive-thrus probably make more money than the actual sit-down restaurant of fast food places. Alright? Because convenience sells. So having that easy making the, the drop-off pickup very easy and seamless is just a great way for you to uh, you know make things happen quicker for your clients, all right? So think about how you can make the the experience of doing business with you more seamless, all right? You want to always try to remove friction in the process of doing business with you. Make it as easy, as convenient, because people pay for convenience, all right? You should get that VIP treatment, all right? So that they feel like this money is worth it, okay? And if you do that, they will spend more with you. They will come to you instead of all the competitors, even if the, your competitors are lower priced. All right? You know, and that's the thing is just providing a better service, just, just upping your customer service, you can charge more money. 
just by upping your customer service. Providing that kind of value is worth money. And this is again where I think a lot of people are, uh, you know, are falling short because they're not they're not really training. They don't have the right people working the front door. The customer facing people, I always say, should be overpaid, and they should be so bubbly and so helpful. Those are the the people that the customers are talking to. And if they're not providing a good experience, people are going to leave. But if they provide a good experience and nothing else, people are going to come back again and again and again. So you just want to make sure you're trying to maximize all that uh, so that you can charge more. And if you do charge more, and you should, I find most people should charge more, is that what are you going to do with all that money? Okay. And if you heard our uh, my interview with Jennifer Wolf Pearson talking about recruitment and staffing, I would give it to your staff. If you charge a little more, pay your staff more. All right. If you pay your staff more, they will do a better job. You can hire better people, and you can continue to charge more and grow your business. All right. I think that's the first place when you raise your prices and stuff. It should go to the staff because staffing is such a big problem. So we want to make sure we're taking care of them. All right. And the more you're able to take care of your staff, the less staffing problems you're going to have. I think most dog daycare uh, employees are are underpaid uh, for what they do. All right. It's not an easy job. Um, so. We got to figure out a way to pay more. So raise your prices. Awesome. What are we going to do all that money? We're going to take care of our staff. And if you do that, your business will continue to thrive and grow because you want to make sure you're always justifying the expense by providing great service, having great people there, um, and really taking good care of them. All right. So that's it. I just wanted to make you think a little bit about your pricing. I hopefully, at this point, you're pondering what your pricing is. I would take a look at the competition. And if you're the lowest price in your area, think about, is that where you want to be? Is that how you want to be seen as the cheapest in the area? Okay. I think you want to be seen as the more, a little bit more expensive one so that you have that perceived value and that'll not only put more money in your pocket, again, assuming you do a good job, you got to do a good job. This is all assuming you have a great business. That's the first step. But if you do that, you should charge for more. And if you provide the value, if you show them the value, people will happily pay you for it. All right. I hope that was helpful. Go out there and try it out. Let me know if you think I'm way off base or whatever. You know, I'm always open <laughs> to your opinions and feedback. But um, have a great day. Make it an epic one. And I'll see you again real soon. If you'd like some help with your own digital marketing efforts, just reach out to me at overdogdigital.com forward slash contact and we can schedule a time where we can get together, chat, and see if I would be a good fit to help you out.